0: Hello and welcome everybody to Flickr Effect, episode 377. We are recording this and broadcasting live on Sunday, August 22nd, 2021. Joining me as always is Bobby Jackson. Hey, how's it going? Yasha Wilson. Hey, 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 everybody. <laughs> and Michelle Hillard.
1: Hi, hello everyone.
0: Hey guys, welcome back, the four of us look Yay. at us all of us here um the gang's all here the gang's all here uh so last episode bobby and i actually did a little midweek episode bobby you kind of had so much to catch up on that you had been watching <laughs> a I think. lot a lot to catch up on that you had been watching like throughout the summer so we kind of did a catch-up episode this week um but still plenty to discuss this week um michelle you've got some stuff actually that i talked about that you haven't had a chance to talk about yet um, but uh, Bobby I was gonna go to you first what do you got for us yeah so
2: I got a chance this weekend to catch up on well I wouldn't say catch up but at least start a show that everybody has been talking about and just recently ended last weekend which is uh, the White Lotus and I would say I saw two episodes Uh, I didn't have a chance to start episode three so far I don't Get it? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what everyone's fussing about. Dude, I, you yet. gotta um,
0: watch episode three. That's where I was too. Even at the first two episodes, uh, I was a little yeah, like, yeah. Eh. and I, I was yeah. episode three that kind of like got me going. Okay, now now I'm kind of into this for
3: sure. But sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. It's, but I'm just, I'm just. No,
2: no, it's okay. Go
3: ahead. I'm just gonna say this. Uh, I'm just gonna say this in, in regards to that. Like you, you know, you don't get it. And you're not. You're not watching it. And I haven't done this in a while. But if you want to check out of that show, by all means, go for it. We still have some friends that haven't watched Breaking Bad. So there's really no reason for you to go ahead and finish the show that they're trying to get you to watch. Wow. Oh,
2: just well, going to say that. Just gonna th- I haven't,
3: haven't said it in a while. I'm just going to put it out there. I've kind of let, let, let it be. Let it lie, if you would say. Hmm. Um, but, yeah. If sure. you feel like you need to check out Bobby, I encourage you to check out.
2: <laughs> I mean, to be fair. It's not like uh, David and Michelle like were twisting my arm to watch. it. It's just been in the zeitgeist lately. And so it's one of those shows I feel like I need to check out specifically because I do have HBO Max. Uh, I would really like to check out Ted Lasso at some point, but I don't have Apple Plus. Eventually I'll get it so I can watch some of the shows that are on there. But that seems like for me will be more of a binge thing. And I don't have time to binge stuff as much. So um, I just think that this White Lotus makes perfect way of being able to use for my time because it's only six episodes. And so I feel like I can get through it pretty quickly. But that being said, yeah, the first two episodes, um, I don't, there's no, it's weird because there's six episodes, like I mentioned, and in two of the first, uh, in your first two episodes, it feels like you've got nothing there's no real forward momentum there's nothing that's like well what is this show about is it just about these rich people and how they're treating the staff of this this place that they're staying at or is there some sort of central uh mystery or or thing other than what they kind of show in the beginning in the first episode i don't know uh it, it doesn't it doesn't call back to that yet yet in the first two episodes so other than when you see it in the beginning. So I'm I'm just left wondering what am I supposed to be uh, getting from this? Who am I supposed to be engaging with and, and, and following aside from just following the overall story of these people and, and how they're interacting with this uh, these group of workers? So, it, yeah, it's interesting, but I, I, I don't I haven't got to the point where, as David said, maybe episode three does it to where it's locked me into why
0: this show is uh being talked about right now again all i'll say is i totally get that attitude though yeah like i remember even after the second episode still feeling like basically the same as like you just said there's really no momentum it's like what's what's going on here but there was enough for me to be like i'm still like intrigued to watch the next one at least enough Mm. to watch the next one but it was that third episode i remember that I'm not saying there was like there's not some big event that happens in the third episode so don't get your hopes up or something but okay things definitely move in a way that you can tell like okay drama is starting to build and hmm. it,
1: tensions are starting to rise right. Things are starting to clash just a little bit a little
0: yeah so okay that's that's where I was with the show and with Tension. that said like All Michelle right. you haven't had a chance to yeah. to talk about it you've seen the finale
1: yeah, I, I yeah, I was the same way. The first two episodes were a little slow, but I was intrigued. Episode three definitely kind of ramps up, especially at the end, and episode episode five are just awesome, in my opinion. Mm. Uh, especially like at the end of episode four, I think it really things kind of start blowing up a little bit. Um, but then yeah, the episode six, the finale, was good. I think for me, it was a little predictable uh, based on the way the show was kind of going but I still liked it I still liked the way it kind of ended um, I think for me as a whole this is not as dramatic as I think people were hoping it was going to be. I feel like the hopes were really high this is gonna be a major drama who done it like really really intense and deep and I felt it was a little softer more like an Agatha Christie. Uh, kind of like a drama mystery thing. So it was a little more subdued than what I think culture was kind of hoping it was going to be in the end. That's my opinion. But mm. I, I like the ending. Um, no, I actually like the show and I mean like I I had kind of talked to David after the end of the episode for the finale and like you, know, for me I spent 10 years in hospitality and in high end hospitality hotels and it's It's interesting to watch a show like this because I'm like, yep, that stuff happens. (laughs) Crazy Hmm. things happen. Like the way people are, some of the personality types. I was like, yeah, I've, I've met that person. I've, I've met a few of those people. I've met a few of that person and a few of that personality type. I've gone, gone through that. And so it's interesting and intriguing to, to see it kind of in this way. I was like, this is pretty on the nose. For some of the for some of the people, for sure, so it was interesting for me to watch it that way I'll put it that way
0: so, so that's white lotus that's on h b o it got Good. picked up for a second season
1: yeah i mean I'm curious to see what's gonna happen the second Because <laughs> like yeah,
0: yeah, I mean it sounds like it's it's going to be like in another resort I think was basically officially said that's what I heard, um yeah but then it wasn't necessarily going to be like a completely new cast like i thought i had also read there's the possibility mm-hmm. that we'll see some of the cast we saw in the first season okay. but as
2: them as the same characters or doing different characters
0: i thought like the same characters is the way i right. read it i don't have that quote in front of me so i could be wrong but i thought as i thought i say the cast i i think i read that we would see some of the same characters
1: it's interesting gotcha yeah I mean, I guess it would be cool to kind of see them come back as the same characters they did, but even if they did it kind of like um like American horror story style where there's like mm-hmm. the same actor' it's just mm-hmm. a completely different character yeah maybe
0: that's the case yeah. you know what
1: I mean like yeah that's I, what I was I'm, thinking I'm open yeah. to either, I guess,
0: and I guess yeah, if yeah. you're gonna you're gonna keep it that same title and I don't know,
1: yeah I guess we'll find out
0: I guess we'll find out eventually, yep uh anything else Bobby that you've been watching oh something that I've been listening
2: to that I just finished today is the audiobook for Dune and with the movie coming up I had been really interested in listening to this audiobook and
1: I I gotta say how long is it
2: it's pretty long um (laughs) Because I remember it's broken up into three parts. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I I think it's broken up into three parts. Um, So it's taking what I can remember. It's
1: taking you a while to say each.
2: Yeah, I think I want to say each part was maybe, don't quote me on this, but somewhere between five to eight hours. It it was pretty
0: long. It's pretty long. It's lengthy. That's long, but uh, I I think. Actually, I was thinking you were going to say longer than that. Because, like, uh, I just listened to Ready Player Two and Ready Player Two came in at, like, 14,
1: I think, hours? In total.
3: In total. For one month. No, no, I, re- I listened to that, too, so I can check real quick on audio.
1: I'm sorry, Bobby. You I totally to radio, you. listened
2: to Radio Player Two? No, that's okay. You listened to radio, oh, uh, Ready Player Two? Yeah, Yasha
3: did i listen to audiobooks quite a bit actually oh, so I, I mean. um, somebody talk to talk to you about
0: ready player two because
3: i'm tired to talk so i many. know okay okay so let me go through. Dude, oh wait no ready player uh, ready player two i'm sorry no uh, I, okay. i've only done oh. ready player one so that's oh. so i didn't know that there was a sequel out now, now that i know i will definitely have to I'll, i'm gonna download it right now so there's that
2: <laughs> all right i can't wait to hear uh yasha's review um so well, back to Dune, I guess. Um, <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> no, no, it's all good. It's all good, guys. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, honestly, I was impressed a lot by it because, at least from from listening to it and hearing the copyright, it was 1965. So it predates Star Wars, and you can kind of see where maybe George Lucas got some ideas of stuff to do in star wars but how it's also informed a lot of other things not just star wars but a ton of other things that have taken from it in some form or fashion and one of the bigger things i really feel like um it influenced to a certain degree could have been something like game of thrones because in this in this book in this series there are all these different uh houses and they're all kind of vying for power and within that the 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 main place on the chessboard at this point is the the planet of of oh I, I now I forget all of a sudden what they call it. I don't want to say Arrakis, but uh Dune basically. And so um you see how everyone is positioning and buying for power and there's these a lot of times same with Game of Thrones where there's these Uh, moves within moves and layers upon layers of deception and stuff. And so it it, it seems like this was a a very good kind of origin for some of those types of ideas and and, and politics and stuff that you see in sci-fi, different series and movies that maybe were inspired through Dune. And it, the level of detail that comes from it, I had to remind myself at different times when I'm listening to it. It's like, man, someone sat down and, and this came out of their head that this was just an original idea that they thought of. And it's always impressive when someone can world build on that level in terms of being able to build out something in so grand and epic in scope that it, it just is like, wow, someone, you know. Through blood, sweat, and tears, made this thing and made it in such an impressive way that it's endured. And obviously, it's endured. I mean, for something that was in 1965, and here we are in 2021, having one of the preeminent movie makers make a, a film about it in in this year uh, shows a testament to the story. And. Based on the visuals alone, it looks like it's going to really do it justice in a way that maybe hasn't been before. And so it has me on another level now looking forward to the movie that I wasn't previously before that because I didn't have very much um, knowledge of Dune other than very periphery, just slight stuff here and there. So because I've never watched the the original movie and I've never seen the, the I think it was the USA series that came out a few years ago. Uh, I didn't see either of those, so I didn't have that kind of connection to the, the source material. So after listening to the
0: book, I, I'm definitely ready to see the movie. Nice. I've never read the book either. I mean, you, you haven't, Michelle, have you?
1: I've not read the book. I've only seen the original movie from 80-something. Yeah, and I haven't
3: seen that in a long time. Yasha, have you read the book? or No, but we do have the book on my parents' bookshelf at their house. So, there's that. It's there It's
1: collecting dust. It's nearby.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I've actually never even seen the original movie either. I think I've oh. seen bits and pieces of it when I was a kid. And I think I was too young to really understand or comprehend what was going on. Because I, I pretty much blew it off pretty quickly. I was like, this is this is boring and slow and you know, I was a kid into transformers and Superman and you know, if there wasn't yeah. an action or anything going on, it was. Like, I really do think I tried to watch it when I was like five or six or something like that. And I was like, this is, this is not for me. Yeah. Yeah. And star Wars. Yeah.
1: Even then I, I saw it and it was, it was a long time ago last time I saw that movie. I, Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. If I watched it it'd be like watching it for the first time basically. That's how long.
1: Practically, yeah. Like
0: Like things would yeah. probably come back to me as I was watching it, you know, like okay, I remember this from that, but it's been quite a while.
1: It's a lot different when you watch movies like with that big like timeline in between cuz now it's like I see it with adult eyes and yeah. Right. It'll be interesting.
3: Yeah, so the original came out in 1984, so I was like 7. Yeah. You know, when yeah. I tried to watch it you know, something like that. That's like it was just probably well above my head. I'm right. just mean way. Oh, I didn't know it was directed by David Lynch. Yeah. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: I watched it at some point in the '90s. And that's, that's all I remember. Yeah.
0: Anywho. Anywho. Uh,
2: anything else, Bobby? Yeah, and and one thing that I read, which sadly wasn't an actual book but it was a comic book uh i got a chance to make dust off my old uh, marvel unlimited and read eternals number one that Mm. came out in january of 2021 Mm. and it was it was interesting because i remember reading and first getting my uh getting first exposure to the eternals back when neil gaiman kind of it reintroduced them back maybe in the nineties, I want to say at some point. And I remember liking that series, that run that was done and nothing else after that. It's kind of like they went away again after that, that run that Neil Gaiman had did. And so coming back to it now, there's a lot that I forgot about the Eternals just because they haven't been, um, existing in the MCU or in the MCU in the Marvel comics for quite a while, at least not when the time that I was reading still. And so kind of this book does a really good job of introducing you to who the Eternals are, what are, what are deviants, um, how the role of the Celestials play into things. And it, 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 I think it really gives you a good foundational uh, understanding of, of things, but still, enough there to make you want to understand more because they, they give you just the basics of the information you need to know within this first issue. And the, the, the inciting incident of this issue is that um, Icarus, excuse me, Icarus is brought back from after having died and the Eternals are, are back and he was the last to kind of come back and their their, um, eternal prime sends him to do something and then by the the I'm trying not to give too much away here by a certain point at the end of the issue something happens to propel forward a a mystery that Icarus is involved with along with Sprite in terms of trying to figure out uh, how this thing happened and they're confronted by someone at the end of the issue that will bring towards maybe the second issue and, and be involved in a larger part of of what happened. But I I like it and I definitely will keep up with it because it's Marvel Unlimited. I think it only goes up to maybe, um, maybe the last six months or so of a, of a run. I think they might've shortened it to four months, but I believe I can at least uh, check out the first four issues. So Hmm. I plan on doing that uh, within the next week. Cool. Nice.
1: Well, speaking of Eternals, did you guys watch the new trailer that dropped? Thoughts? We did.
2: Me and David actually talked about it uh, the other day. So Uh, now that you have the floor, Michelle, what'd you think of it?
1: Uh, I'll be honest. Like I, I'm loving what I'm seeing. I'm, excited for this film it looks really good um maybe the jokes aren't as amazing but the visuals and the storyline you can tell like it's it looks solid i'm i'm really looking forward to seeing this one yeah
3: yeah what were your thoughts on i mean what, what else could i possibly say that michelle hasn't said i mean yeah i'm totally excited to see this movie and seeing the action and whatnot the the tone the tone change from first trailer of just this you know kind of solemn you know mystery it's like what's going on who are these people type of thing to hey yeah you're gonna get some action like this is a marvel movie don't get it twisted you're definitely some weird stuff and it's going to elude and transverse into more it got me really excited to see them kind of answer but ask the questions literally in the trailer And leaving more, want leaving us more wanting more. Like, where were you when you know Thanos happened? And talking about Thanos and everything to that nature, like answers that we're supposed to hopefully get. And I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I couldn't be more excited.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was got me pumped.
3: Yeah, I think it was important to go
0: ahead and like at least briefly cover that question, even in the trailer, because. I mean, yeah. Yeah, just say something. <laughs> say something. That, you know, that's obviously going to be the first thing everyone is like thinking, like, yeah. wait, these people seem pretty amazingly powerful. Like, pretty where have awesome. you been? <laughs> Why the hell <laughs> what weren't you, they around? What have you been doing? Right. Um, so. yeah. But
1: then it's like, you know, watching that trailer and then watching the new What If episodes on Disney Plus. Yeah, it's, it's just it's good stuff. <laughs> Did you guys talk about What If last episode? Probably not. Yeah, yeah, you we did? talked about it. A okay. So no <laughs> I'm just no, behind.
0: Yeah. But no, please wait.
1: Oh no. I just I will say like I in the two episodes of what if that I've seen, I'm liking what I'm seeing. I think the animation is gorgeous and I yeah. I like this different idea of what you know a timeline could be and what they would be doing in that timeline and how it would unfold for them and I think it's awesome. I'm I'm really enjoying it so far, so it's cool.
0: Yeah, so did. You want to touch on what if at all, or have you been? watching? Oh no,
3: I mean, I mean, yeah. Oh well, I mean, I've of course watching the what if series. I thought this this episode that they just did was much better than the first one. Um, as I talked about, I think with the first when we talked first talked about what if, I was a little kind of disappointed, but not disappointed. I guess you could say I was mid range with the first what if. Now the animation and everything like that is absolutely stunning and it's gorgeous, but it's really the same story. Um, with Peggy Carter taking uh, the mantle and everything like that, but I did enjoy it, but I just thought it was a little bland. Um, this next one, it really, really went into like the What If series and scenarios, like completely changing the entire course of the MCU um, with What If T'Challa was Star-Lord, and I loved it because that's what I remember from the What If series is that... You read these comics, and they really push the boundaries of, like, what if, you know, the Incredible Hulk killed Wolverine? Like, you know, like, literally just going full balls in to to change the entire events of everything. And I enjoyed the hell out of it. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Bobby, you watched the movie this week,
0: right? You wanted to discuss? I did. you, you Uh, You
2: know, I try and get out to the theater to make use of that. Um, my A-list so I was able to go and check out <laughs> uh, The Protégé starring Maggie Q, Samuel Jackson and Michael Keaton and it's directed by Martin Campbell and it, there's been a lot of female assassin movies within the last few years there's been a few that's come out on Netflix there's the one uh, that recently came I don't know if it actually recently came out but the one um, that is with... Um, oh, her name escapes me all of a sudden. Um, Mary Elizabeth Weinstead I don't know if that one's can't come out yet. Oh, Kate? But I, I know it's called it. Yeah, she that one has hasn't one. come out yet. Yes. Okay. So, yeah, we've got a few of them out there. And it's hard to... Do- differentiate now that there's been a decent amount of them and you've got, they all go through a range. There's like ones that are stone cold, just completely uh, devoid of emotion that are killers and, and assassins in that way. And then there's ones that is a little bit more of uh, a flavorful take on it, a little bit more humor uh, to it in a way. Um, and I would say this leans more towards that. It's somewhere in the middle where Maggie Q's character has been trained to be this assassin by Samuel Jackson. And in the, in the trailer, they show where, uh, Samuel Jackson's character is killed and she's out to find out what happened to him and who did it and get her revenge. And in terms of just plotting and and story, I would say it's not necessarily something that's breaking the mold and doing something different but at the same time i think because of the people in it i had fun watching it samuel jackson is always gonna samuel jackson so that's always good and it's it's in this movie i think the real standouts are maggie q and michael keaton they have this really mr and mrs smith thing going on throughout the movie that has chemistry and, and fire to their dynamic and how they play off of each other. And one thing above all, when I was watching this movie, because Michael Keaton plays an assassin as well, is that he's Batman ready. I mean, I, seeing him in some of the fight scenes that he was doing, there's definitely times where it's a stunt stunt double in there, but there's other times when you can clearly see he's doing part of the, the action. And I was like, yeah, uh, he, he's good to go <laughs> when when the Flash movie comes out and he's back in the bat suit. I think he's going to be uh, awesome to watch because he was great in this, and he was, and it was one of the things I really liked. Is it was um, it was snarky Keaton too. It wasn't like he was just dead serious, which he's been m- most of the time in, in a lot of movies recently. He's been playing a serious character, but in this, he's very. Um, had a sense of humor and, and a little bit of sarcasm and, and snarkiness to him and and i like that and it's good kind of seeing that old 80s kind of style keaton and um other other than that i think that there's a few things that happened in the movie that caught me off guard and the action was well done as well but in terms of like i said just story and 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 uh, some of the ideas that are presented there, it's nothing new, but I think that just the cast kind of elevates the material. And it ends up being a lot of fun when I thought that maybe it was just going to be more of a serious thing. it is definitely has its serious moments, but I I think it teeters and adds that kind of humor in in a way that works for the film. And I end up enjoying it.
0: Nice. Um, And that's on... That's exciting. That's yeah. on the movie theaters that
2: movie you just <laughs> yeah. go to. Jeez, too. <laughs> I don't think it's on any streaming service. It's
0: um, not, how I looked. Yeah. It's not a, like, a premium rental or anything anywhere.
2: No, nothing I'm aware of.
0: Um, well, real quick, technical note anybody actually watching this has not been able to hear me or Michelle up until this point. So I apologize. Uh, I say that, and when this is done. do no. know. I'll, uh you'll you can hear us on the audio podcast but yeah. uh you know i'll probably be deleting these videos anyway so since <laughs> half of it is worthless um but uh hey uh, oh, we'll, oh, we'll man. keep going as we're going that's how it goes um so then we could do like whatever on
2: video okay,
3: dude. Uh, yeah we can like,
2: actually they would if they were watching us live <laughs> if you're watching and... us live <laughs> <Sorry>. enjoy
1: <laughs> Enjoy. Yeah. Did you? Get a tip? Oh, look. Did our you transitions are going to be really
3: odd. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Did you get a tip on that? Do we have really a listener? Weird. Do we have somebody actually viewing us right now?
0: No, I don't think
2: we do. Oh, Michelle, don't do that. We're on camera right now. <laughs> we could <can> do it. <laughs> we can say anything, and people won't know. Uh...
0: And this we're is like quick, a good tease that I'll get people to watch the next time. Like, man, they do crazy stuff on camera. <laughs> right.
1: I was like holding back, um, drinking my water we... bottle to wait till like the screen is out. I'm like, yeah. Sure.
2: <laughs> what were you going to say, Bobby? Before we transition out outside of uh, me talking about the protege, I it got me to thinking as I was watching it, um, this, since I mentioned that there had been a lot of uh, female assassin movies, do you guys have a favorite female assassin movie at this point?
1: I, I, It's funny because you kind of posed this question and I was kind of thinking like, oh, like what kind of and honestly, like the very first one that came to my mind was The Long Kiss Goodnight. I loved that movie mm, when it first came out, that's and a like it's so good. Same, and that, that was, was young Samu- Samuel Jackson, well, younger Samuel, Samuel Jackson. Jackson. Yeah, <laughs> no, there you go. Exactly. You know, but no, like yeah. I love that movie. That was I a good that, one. Oh, it was so good, right? Like Gina that's Davis pulled great. it like out it. in good. that. Like you cannot deny that woman kicked ass in that film. Um,
2: I don't think David's seen that. You know, but it's I, written. Front, I don't remember. Yeah, I've never seen that. Yeah, I thought so.
3: It's oh. written by Shane Black, who's the same person that wrote uh, Lethal Weapon series oh, and yeah. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Oh, yeah. So it doesn't what? it doesn't surprise me that you like that movie, Michelle. Because, I mean, you love the uh, Kiss Kiss Bang yeah, Bang. Yeah,
1: I do like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. It's really... I haven't watched that in forever either. But no, it's... Oh, my God.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Why David hasn't seen that
0: one either. <laughs> oh, no, I have. I didn't like I, it. Wow.
2: Uh... <laughs> oh, okay. okay. I haven't
1: okay. watched it in a long time. I but am. the... The director of Long Kiss Goodnight did, I think, a couple other, like, action films, too. Like, Rini Harlan? Yeah, I think he's not unknown. But, no, that one's probably the first one that came to mind. And then, like, I think I, I went to, like, Kill Bill almost immediately. The Bride is pretty classic. And then uh, Atomic Blonde would be the other one I was kind of thinking about.
3: Yeah. Atomic Blonde Very, is pretty dope. Yeah. That's it the one I was thinking strange. of. Um, and then there was one more... Uh, Give me one second. I'll I'll tell you what it is. I don't know if you guys have actually seen this one, but it's it's actually quite good.
1: There's it's it's a bit of a stretch, but in some ways um the movie Leon or The Professional in a weird way yeah, because she kind of turns into yeah. that in a yeah. way at the end of the film. So I guess you could mm-hmm. say that Natalie Portman's character kind of is but she doesn't do a lot of badass right. things. But it's, it's one of those things that it could be argued, I guess. Good film. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I mean, the first thing that comes to mind for me, it's not going to shock anybody, is Kill Bill. Um, so, oh, I mean, yeah. if, if, I had had to pick, if I had to pick tonight. one, it'd probably be that. Yeah. But, <laughs> she's pretty fucking um, I mean, sadly, I'm just. You know, yeah, I haven't seen The Longest Good Night. There's there's probably a lot of movies that I haven't seen that really fall into that category, sadly. And that's not because they don't interest me. I think it just has worked out that way. Like, I didn't see Atomic Blonde, and I really wanted to. That was good.
1: Um, Like, Hannah Did you guys ever
3: saw Atomic Blonde was fantastic? Yeah. Yeah. Hannah's very good. I like Hannah a lot.
1: I was just saying Hannah is one.
0: Hannah's
3: good. Yeah.
1: Did you figure out that one, Yasha?
3: This is a little... I did. Uh, this is a little uh, little unknown, but it's uh, Colombiana. Oh, with, I was... Um, Zoe, Zoe Zaldana. Zoe Zaldana.
1: I was telling David was, that we should watch yeah, that one, because I haven't fantastic. seen
3: that one. Yeah,
1: I heard it's good. Out. I have not it seen that one either. Yeah.
3: So good. So good. Like, so underrated. Like it It's like, it much production, but when you finally get through it, you're just kind of like, holy shit, this was actually really good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Do you have other ones, Bobby?
2: Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I was going to say, I guess for myself, oddly enough, the same person stars in two of the ones that I'm thinking of, uh, which is Angelina Jolie. And that's Mr. and Mrs. Smith and Salt. Salt. And so it's uh, odd that, yeah, she's in two of them. But then, like David and you, Michelle said also, is uh, you've got Kill Bill, um, the bride. And so, uh, I I would say those are are my main ones. Um, Other than that, I think, you guys all mentioned some other really great ones as well. But yeah, I would say for me it's probably I like Angelina Jolie in and when she's in the in that mode. Yeah. And on honestly, my uh initial thought in question was gonna be a little bit more morbid, so I changed it to favorite movie, but um which I guess is for the best because <laughs> it was a little bit morbid. I don't know.
0: Well, do you now see? you have
2: to. Maybe ask. we
1: should talk about this <laughs> afterwards. Of... We'll do a little no, after I...
0: show. Can you not say it on air? Like, no, it's fine to
2: say it on air. I, it was going to initially be, uh, which female assassin would you want to be murked by?
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow.
3: All <Okay>. right. <laughs> Okay.
2: Uh, it. It's pretty morbid. It's pretty morbid.
1: And it's morbid because most know, of those women that we just behind. listed are brutal. <laughs> like,
3: nobody I know, dies. Yeah, I know. All their killings are just savage. Yeah,
1: Nobody really dies very That's simplistically. Why I was gonna, Simplicity.
3: I would probably, because
2: I just saw the movie, I would want to die by Maggie Q's hands, I think. Because she's pretty efficient and uh, just a quick you bullet know to some the, of the brain. killings yeah yeah, yeah. And, and some of the killings and some of the other movies are more savage and like <laughs> you know a little more sadistic in a way and and yeah. she's just very efficient so I a quick clean death is what I would want if I was getting killed by one of these female a assassins quick. or <laughs> or or, yeah. to get, or I'd want to be involved with one of these uh, female assassins that at least kind of hook hook they hook up with you first before they kill you, so at least, you know, you kind of... <laughs> like uh, I think, uh, what was the one? <laughs> Jennifer, um, Jennifer, uh, what's she... Jennifer the...
1: Lopez? What?
2: No, Jennifer... Yeah. You
1: know, oh Jennifer, um,
0: Jennifer Lawrence, year. you're talking about that, uh, the, yes. red,
2: red, uh, the red, 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 the red, 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 sparrow, yeah. red, red, yes. red, 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 red
1: sparrow. That's it. There you go, red yeah. sparrow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. See, we can do
2: that. We can figure I it out together.
1: <laughs> we <We'll laughs> get there eventually. <laughs> <laughs> did anybody watch that
0: one? Actually, no.
2: Sadly, I did. I watched it. That's why I know that I would probably uh, be be okay
1: with satisfied
2: before I got killed.
1: You I like guess. the praying mantis yeah. kind of method to it all. <laughs> there we go. I mean, if, if you gotta
2: go, if you gotta go. <laughs>
1: oh, my goodness.
0: Yeah, it's sad. You guys are mentioning so much stuff that I'm like, haven't seen it,
3: haven't seen it, haven't seen it, you see haven't salt? Seen it. Nope, never saw salt.
1: Salt was actually pretty like, solid.
3: Salt is yeah, wow. Salt, if there's ever a movie that deserves a sequel, I I really wish Salt would get one. Like, because I that think would that be talk about just it too.
1: I'm looking Fantastic. forward to an Atomic Blonde yeah. sequel. Honestly, like when do we get that? Yeah, me too. Me too. Awesome. David just oh, doesn't seem like chick we... flick movies. It makes me look I terrible. Know,
0: so I was
2: going <laughs> to say I, David has something about female assassins. Saying, that I know. Just I'm going like. to get pinned
0: with that now, but <laughs> uh,
2: it's, it's, um, I'll start making one. Other one I'm looking forward to is the TV version for Mr. and Mrs. Smith that they announced, well, oh. within the last few months, that Phoebe Waller-Bridge and Donald Glover as Mr. and Mrs. Smith. I want to see that. I like, like those I like two them, pairings.
1: but I have to say, like, I enjoyed the film. I don't know if I want to see a show. I like them, though, so I'm not against it. I just, I don't
0: know. I'm all for it, I guess, just because, I mean, I think the movie's okay, but I don't, it didn't really do that much for me, so... I'm all for a different take on it. Oh. Cool. Well.
1: So I guess you and I have some, some fatale movies to watch.
0: Apparently. <laughs> I should start a list of everything I'm going to watch. Just long, rewind. Long, this long kiss. Good night's going to yeah. have to happen. Cause that <laughs> yeah. one's,
1: that was a solid one. Like it's a good one. Yeah. I I'll
0: start. Yeah, I'm going to start with that one since that was what kind of got this going.
1: It it literally was the first one that came to my mind. Like, then that was just, I don't know. I think it's just my, that's probably my go to, like, female assassin film in my
2: head. So, speaking of I remember buying that movie on DVD because I loved it so much. And I haven't seen it in years. So, oh, I definitely saw it in theaters. That's why I I bought it on DVD. But now I got to go back and rewatch it you guys are watching or watching it for the first time, David and, and Michelle, you're rewatching it. I might need to do that because it's been a long. Time. It's been
1: a long time <laughs> since I've watched it too. I remember seeing the theaters and it was winter time, and like the whole movie set in the winter time, so like it just played really well. It was like, man, this is mm. awesome. Anyways,
0: I was gonna say, speaking of Maggie Q, like has she been? I feel like she hasn't been doing anything. You in a and while. I were talking and about, then, that. Like, <laughs> and then this pops up. Like it has been a while.
1: I, a I haven't you. looked up
0: her IMDb, so I maybe I'm wrong, and she's just been We're doing just, smaller stuff, or she's been
1: advocating it's for because gut she, Is what she's been doing.
2: She was on the the show uh, La Femme Nikita. She was mm-hmm. uh, that that's character, right, and I remember, right. or well, it was just yeah. called Nikita. I Nikita. think it was on. Paramount yeah. or CW or... I think USA time, or TNT
1: yeah. or something like that. TBS.
2: It could be, yeah, one of those cable-type USA you know? Se- sounds yeah. right,
1: though. Anyways.
2: It does kind of sound familiar. But, yeah, I don't think she's been doing anything in a, in a minute.
1: She's been advocating for gut health, guys. It's been, like, her whole thing. I'm in sorry, the, in the industry... Seen- have you not seen these ads? They're everywhere.
2: No. I think I have, but I mean, I meant like acting wise. I know. You would right. think I'm she'd pop up in a, a, in, a <laughs> in fact, you would think she would pop up in, not to say that everyone has to, but she seems like she'd be perfect for uh, a big IP franchise movie like something in Star Wars or Marvel DC kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. And, and yet I don't think she's been in anything that mm-hmm. I'm aware of
1: anyway. Mm-hmm.
0: Anyhow, Anyhow. Uh, Yasha you watched uh, There's a new movie on HBO Max I forget the name of it though
3: It's Reminiscence ah. It's ironic that you forgot it but... It <laughs> and is it's Reminiscence. See, see, what I, see what I did there yeah.
1: I want to see that movie
3: <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> Well done David Well done yeah, totally um, I did I, It is <laughs> It is in the theater also, but it is also on HBO Max. While I do love going to the movie theater, I love staying at home sometimes even more. When it's just that convenient for me to just go ahead and watch it at home, sometimes I just can't help it, and I just go ahead and put it on. Um, So Reminiscence is a movie written and directed by Lisa Joy. Fun fact I just found out, she is the sister-in-law of Christopher Nolan, so I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. and you can kind of see the influence uh big time in this movie with her relationship to christopher nolan who probably gave her I- ideas here and there movie stars some real strong heavy hitters and real strong talent we have heavy uh hugh jackman tandy newton rebecca excuse me rebecca ferguson cliff curtis daniel Wu, and i mean this is just the name the you know the initial big hitters and whatnot when it comes to this movie so this movie is super interesting it has a take and starts kind of like a 1920s um detective story where somebody overdubs has a voice dub over um excuse me narrating the entire film so kind of like uh those old movies where it's like of all the gin joints in all the world she had to walk into mine and then it goes into more of the story and it just kind of does that and has this repeating repeated version of that It's basically Hugh Jackman playing detective when he finds uh, a client of his. And what he does is basically, I'll just read you the IMD uh, description of it. It Nick Bannister, a private investigator of the mind, navigates the alluring world of the past when his life is changed by a new client, May. A simple case becomes an obsession after she disappears and he fights to learn the truth about her. So, our, honestly, this movie starts off a little slow. Um, watching it, I felt that it was it was decent, but it was a little slow. And I thought Rebecca Ferguson's dub over of some of the songs that she was singing, because she did this movie, was pretty weak. And it was funny. I just sat there and laughed. And it turns out that's actually her voice. So, it just made me even feel like an asshole, because I thought it wasn't her voice. But, um... <laughs> I don't want to give it away because there's a lot that comes into this movie and comes into play. Uh, sorry about the noise, um, but it is uh, it's it's interesting. It does, it gets progressively better as you watch the film. And I, I, I hate to say this, but I feel like it could have ended about ten to twenty minutes before it actually did. It was kind of have the mm-hmm. uh, the Lord of the Wing Lord of the Rings ending where it's just like, oh, it's done. Oh wait, no, it's not done. Oh, it's done. Oh no, it's mm-hmm. not done. So I kind of had that feeling to it but aside from that I actually enjoyed the movie um quite a bit. It was a fun mystery and detective story to kind of like get through. Hmm. Sorry that's kind of a, I hope that wasn't too convoluted or all over the place but I I mean I think you guys would enjoy it. I think it would be a fun watch. Like I said it starts a little slow but it does uh it does pick up and you get um it gets better.
1: No, I was kind of curious about it. I mean I'm intrigued to see this movie. I wouldn't say it's, like, on the top of my the list. There's a bunch of other movies right now that I've got, like, definitely ahead of it. But I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued by this one.
0: I feel like it's... So, it's interesting. I, I jumped on the Rotten Tomatoes because I was kind of curious what the reaction mm-hmm. has been. Because I've read no reviews. Oh Your review, Yasha, is the first I've heard about it. Um, And, like, the my first take is there isn't an audience score. Like... And it only shows that there's, I guess, 250-plus mm-hmm. audience ratings. Like, has no one really seen this? And, I mean, I don't know what the HBO Max streams are like. I mean, we don't know. I mean, of course, you look at the box office, and it came in at 9 in its opening weekend. Which, I mean, it's it's a pretty wide set of theaters it looks like it's in, but it only made 2 million in theaters. Which isn't that surprising, I guess, but...
1: Mm.
3: Yeah. Yeah, but it's, it. You watch the when it when it zooms in, like the first thing I thought of is like this looks almost exactly like, um, uh, Blade Runner. Like that's literally what okay. it was. Like I mean, you're just watching the city, the landscape. Um, it's a futuristic take. They kind of refer back to you know events that you know happened off screen, so we never really get a chance to view those. And, and like I said, it was it was it was good. It was decent. I, I enjoyed it. Um as we got further into the movie, but it was very much slow to start. Like you do have to stick with it. Like and it doesn't jump in. And it's almost like when these things start to happen, you almost are kind of like, wait, why do I care about this for a very long part of the film? But when you get through it and it starts to get better, instead of seeing that it's just dialogue, it really turns into the acting because the talent starts to really show up for some of these actors. And it finishes strong in my, in my feeling when it comes to the storyline um, it's a li- I know that we've seen it before or you have seen it before because I have, um, but I just like the adventure on getting there. But it was, like I said, it was a little slow to start. So I'm not too surprised at the the Rotten Tomatoes rating where I'm looking at it right now with you, David. As a- oh, on man. the tomato meter, they gave it like a 38%. Yeah. Like, I mean, they just, you know, it's it's not good. Like, And I can see why it would get that, but it was a little refreshing to kind of see... I mean, a movie that didn't have to have a bunch of explosions and stuff like that. It was very dialogue-driven, so it was it was interesting, to say the least.
0: Hmm. Cool. Uh, Michelle, did you watch anything you wanted to...
1: I, I'm trying to think if I saw any movies, and you might have to refresh my memory, David, but I...
0: Well, yeah, you, uh, you saw The Green Knight. Oh,
1: I did see The Green Knight.
0: Now that you mentioned that. Yeah. Which I discussed on the last episode but uh, And you and I really haven't talked about it So I'm not really sure what your take on that was
1: Oh yeah I don't know what your take is on it oh. but, Well anyways um, The Green Knight So I remember I was really Really kind of excited to see this movie And I wanted to see it in theaters
3: mm-hmm. But
1: we held off And we wait, We watched it at home On the, the preview night which was Wednesday night And now you can rent it at home Like 100% now so uh yeah, the Green Knight. Um <laughs> Here's here, here's the thing about it. So like I I literally when it comes to like author, authorian being meaning the King Arthur and the knights around to ta- authorian tales um, I do have a little bit of background in it. I read quite a lot of it when I was in college. Um, I took a few class. I took two classes on it, actually, on Authorian Tales. And um, it, The Green Knight Tale is actually not, I, in my opinion, is not the most entertaining story. So the fact that they even made a film about it is really curious to me because it's such a tale about um, a person's basically kind of like growing up in a way, kind of like okay, you really, this is, you need to become a man. You need to step up. You're not just a kid messing around here. Like, pull it together, dude. And you kind of get that as you're going through this film. Um, I think visually it's quite good. Um, it's The pacing is a little slow. Even for, like, a King Arthur story, or for a Knight story, it's mm. it's kind of slow. It could go a smidge quicker. Um, but I think the telling of it was was done really well. Like, there were sequences that were done... Executed that were really well, um, and I'm really—I mean, uh, what's his first name? Dev Patel. Was
0: Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. Dev Patel. Yep.
1: I thought was really good in it. Um, I liked it. I'm happy with it. I—I I think, like I said, my main thing was it could be a little—it could have moved a smidge faster, but in the end, I—I I liked it a lot. And the thing that's hard about like authorian. King Arthur stories and the Knights stories is like a lot of them are unfinished and so sometimes you can take the story and you can add your own ending to it sometimes you could just take it for surface value for where it stops um, Some are, authors have gone in and they've, they've they've created their own versions of it and you can read their versions and and such so it's interesting to kind of see, it's very good, like like how Beowulf you know takes on its own thing because Beowulf is an uncompleted. Um, work of of writing, and so people either just call it what it is, or people have gone and written endings to Beowulf, and kind of the same thing with some of the stories from King Arthur. So with this, I think it ended appropriately. I think it ended. I think if I remember, I remember that story in a long time, I think it actually ended the way the book ends. I don't think they added anything additional to it. Um. Well, maybe the, there's a sequence they added to it.
0: Yeah, my understanding, without talking spoilers. I'm
1: trying not to talk spoilers. Yeah,
0: the, the there is a, a small change at the end.
1: Yeah, so you get that sequence, but otherwise, I think it ends basically the way the story ends. Um, no, I I enjoyed it. Um, kind of glad we just watched it at home because in the in the t- mm. this sounds this sounds rough, but right now with the way... Covid is going, in my own personal opinion. And you in Florida; we are a whole nother ball game. Um, for me to go to the movie theater, I, it's it's got to be like just up there. Shang-Chi. Like, man, yeah, like it's gonna have to be. It's gonna have to be a Marvel film at this point. Like, uh, a Dune. You know, like these are the ones that I'm like, okay, if I'm gonna wind get, up getting sick from this, <laughs> I'm gonna see that movie <laughs> in the theater. Kind of and that sounds horrible, but like. That's kind of where I'm at right now, so I need the movie to really be worth it. If I could possibly wind up having COVID,
0: but when you say that, like, if all things were equal and there was no pandemic, like, would you have preferred to see this in a movie theater, or for sure, you're like, for oh sure. no, I'm fine seeing this at home?
1: I think I I might have even enjoyed it a little bit more had I seen it in the theater, and I don't think that's anything to do with seeing it at home. I think, especially you know, in the in the way that we see films we have a spectacular television and we have really great sound system. Like it's pretty much a home theater here. Like, so it's nothing in the experience that we have like that would, would didn't, didn't diminish in a way that might take away for the film. But I could see, I mean, seeing it, obviously a movie theater screen is much larger than the television is going to be. So I feel like I might have enjoyed it a little bit more, but I don't think I would have come out of it going, "This is amazing, you guys! It's awesome!" Like I don't Mm. think I'd come out of that. I'm like, "Oh yeah, no, I I enjoyed it. Like it was good." You know, I think it would have really highlighted the visuals. I will say for sure. Okay, that's where I'm at.
0: I mean, I'll say quickly since we haven't discussed it between ourselves. uh, I mean, I liked it quite a bit actually. Really? No, I I really liked The Great Night. Really? Mm. That surprises you.
1: It does. I thought you were kind of more on the like, I liked it, but it's fine. I could take it or leave it. Kind no, of, I thought you kind of like where I was. Hmm.
0: I mean, I said this last week. I'll say, I mean, one thing too. Like, and I one fear I had from seeing the trailers, as good as the trailers looked, was that this was going to be one of these movies that was just really told in a very unconventional way. Like, really artsy. And oh,
1: very, yeah, I get that. And actually, I agree. That was my concern. Uh,
0: watching it, it actually had a more conventional kind of narrative than I expected, and I'll uh, agree with that. Not to say I, there are movies that are completely unconventional, and I love them. Like not to say I need hey. I need movies to be simple, but um, I I, lo- I did like that about it. it. It had a nice mix of conventional and unconventional.
1: Right, like, their costuming was a little more edgy than, say, the costuming right. actually was for that time. You know, things like that, the for sure. The score was definitely, at times,
0: very, like, choral in the old world, but at the same time, very modern.
1: Yeah, like, yeah. So it's like, um, they could do little tweaks to make it, like, a modern take on things, and I don't mind that kind of stuff. But yeah, the story they kept pretty true. Again, my recollection from my early 20s, which is really hazy, uh, is... It was pretty true the story that I can remember reading when I studied it. So, yeah.
0: I didn't realize that was, I guess, what uh, translated by Tolkien. I didn't know that. Um, Hmm. I didn't know that either. And
1: again, that goes back to the whole, like, a lot of the King Arthur things are written in old English and they're written in old worlds and they can be written by multiple people. And then what would happen is it can be translated by other authors, which is definitely what happened, and they can either keep it the way it was or they would take their own take on it. So Tolkien... Yeah. I can never say it the way it's supposed to be pronounced. Cause I say
0: Tolkien or Tolkien. I know.
1: I say it like Tolkien, a stupid yeah. American. I'm not an expert
0: yeah. on it, but...
1: I say it the way stupid Americans do. So Tolkien he took the story and out of the old English variations and he translated it into what it is. So he, in a sense, he still took probably a little bit of liberties with it. Liberty. Right. Right. But at the same same time, that's what most authors have done with a lot of the true stories that were written for King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table. Like that, it's it's just how we had to get it interpreted in ways makes any sense. No,
0: yeah, I didn't know that until because of that A24 screening we watched afterwards. It was that bit with Ralph Innocent, the mm-hmm. actor that plays the Green Knight, um, reading a portion of it. And he him when he mentioned Tolkien, I'm like, whoa, I didn't know that. Okay.
1: I didn't realize it was Tolkien that did it, but I assumed that there was an author that obviously did it. And right. I mean, whether or not that's the one I read when I was in college or not the one I read, I have no idea. Like, I read a lot of stuff in college. But yeah, like that's that's how a lot of the King Arthur tales get I've gotten told right if that makes any sense again very Beowulf
0: right right uh anybody got anything else
1: I did see a show oh, I'm yeah. watching a show go ahead Michelle that, that dropped on Friday um it's called uh, Nine Perfect Strangers it's on mm. Hulu uh again it's a limited series um starring Nicole Kidman uh, Melissa McCarthy's in it. Um, what's his name?
2: Kavanaugh.
1: Gina
2: N- uh, Bobby Cannavar. Car- That's Cannavar. it. Bobby's in Val. it.
1: And then, and I can't, God bless me. I can't think of the guy's name. He's a really good actor and <laughs> I can't think of him now. He's like a really good, like character actor and I can't think of him. He was in Knives Out. Anyways. So, Zod? Yeah. Yes. That actor that I can't, Oh,
0: be, oh, oh, yeah. Michael Shannon.
1: Michael oh, Shannon. my God. There you go.
0: There we
2: go.
1: Anyways, so yeah. the show. There we go.
0: We could do this. <laughs>
1: I could <can> do this.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, The show. It's an all-star woo. cast. It's an all-star cast is what I'm trying to say. All-star cast doing this <laughs> limited series on uh, Hulu. Uh, Nicole Kidman plays, um, I guess, the a woman that is running a retreat these characters have all shown up, not knowing each other. Well, except for Michael Shannon, who came with um, his wife and his daughter, which are probably the only ones that only know each other. And then there's a, a married couple that showed up. But otherwise, nobody knows each other, really. So um, they all show up, and um, they're supposed to be on this retreat. And they don't really know. You can tell they quickly start figuring out they don't really know what they're getting into because... They're, like, oh, well, we don't really know what we're, like, they, they, it's one of those weird, like, retreat things that's, like, cool Hollywood people, like, oh, have you heard about this place? Yeah, but we can't talk about it. So, it's, like, they're just going willingly, hoping that like, what comes out of it is, like, like, one was, like, oh, I want weight loss. The other person's, like, I just want to relax. This other person's, like, oh, we want to work on our marriage. Or we want to work, like, everybody's going in for different reasons. But what's really going to happen, and I don't really, obviously, There's only aired the first three episodes. Um... There's deeper reasons why they're actually there, and it sounds like Nicole Kidman's character, who's running this retreat, has handpicked them very specifically. And I guess she's done. She basically like brings people in. They're there for a week, and then she releases them, and then she picks another group of people to come into this retreat. So it's. I'll say the first two episodes are kind of. Yeah, But I will say, I started the third episode, which I have not finished. I'm, like, ha- just about halfway through the first episode, and it's already kind of like, whoa, okay, things are going to get wicked interesting now. Like, it's definitely picking up. This is all very Agatha Christie-ish in its way. It's very, you know, you bring strangers to an island. Let's see what happens. You know, and... I don't know if there's going to be a murder or anything, but it is interesting to see how I think it's going to play out as far as the characters and like, you know, some of them are kind of volatile towards each other already, like for really stupid reasons. And because they all have weird things happening with each other, you know, like I'm not really giving it away, but it's like the one, the married couple, like they're on Rocky soil here because apparently they lost a child. And then the one married couple, you can tell they just don't, they don't work. They don't, they should never have gotten married. They're just a couple that got married for whatever reasons, but they definitely shouldn't even be together. They have no interest in each other, clearly. Um, but everybody kind of has weird things, and it's just going to be kind of interesting to unfold. I'm, I'm hooked because I could tell it's going to be really in, intriguing to see how it all kind of plays out. But then, even then, like, Nicole Kidman's character has like weird stuff kind of happening on the back burner that they're just kind of starting to peel the onion on that at the end of episode two and into episode three. So first three episodes are out. Um I would say if you kind of were enjoying white Lotus, I think this actually might be slightly better. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Again, I'm only two and a half of the three episodes in. So I'd say check it out. If you guys were checking out white Lotus, check this one out on Hulu.
0: It seems hard not David to make David comparisons. Seen it? No, I have not seen it. It is
1: hard not to make comparisons since White Lotus just came out. It's a bunch of people coming to an island. Right. <laughs> like, but
0: Basically how White Lotus starts.
1: <laughs> right, exactly. Um,
0: right.
1: Yeah. I mean, White Lotus and is based old. off of a book. I don't know if this is based off of a novel or not. I haven't gotten that far into this, but I'm enjoying it um, so far.
2: That's interesting because... Like you just said, there's this nine perfect strangers. There is um, White Lotus, and old had people all going to an. That's true. Yeah, with different stuff going on. And and for anyone who's old school, will. A test. it really kind of sounds like fantasy island in a yeah. certain degree uh with certain aspects which by the way just came out with a new series on fox yep. a new updated yep. version of fantasy island so it's like all of a sudden <laughs> island visitors are the rage uh i'm sure like all these yeah, moral of the story be happy
1: yeah. yeah moral of
3: the story don't go to the islands
1: yeah. All well, there is to it.
3: Yeah, <laughs> right. My vacations to the cities.
1: I mean, crazy shit yeah, happens
3: yeah. out there, man. I'm good. <laughs> I think
1: I think what it what it really is is telling of is that as we all say, Hollywood recycles the same things over and over. Things get regurgitated all the time. There's cycle. There's a secular system to it all. I think we're into another phase of. I feel like in the 70s, there was a good phase of like a revival of like kind of like Agatha Christie, like people of interest kind of mystery things. And I feel like this is kind of another revival of that kind of thing. Like we had Knives Out come out like two years ago, which is also kind of that way. Like it just kind of seems like we're kind of getting into that kind of a cycle where they're not just copying, you know, old stuff, but they're kind of going, okay, let's get back into this like mystery of people, I mean, they like even, God, they even had a Naga Christie come out, you know, just before Knives came out, the, the retelling of them, um, uh, the murder of the Orient Express. You know, I think Hollywood's right. kind of looking back at things that have worked and they're going, what can we figure out to make it right. intriguing for today's audience based on these kind of, like certain like parameters that we know clearly works in storytelling. And I think that's kind of what's happening a little bit to a point. right? In my own personal opinion and theory, and they're welcome to my TED talks. They're
2: completely, uh, they're completely screwed on that uh, Death of the Nile movie. Uh, that's been done and ready to go. It has
1: been and sitting on the COVID shelf. Happen, <laughs> had COVID not
2: happened, had COVID not happened, it would have come out and it would have done what it did and been fine. Now <laughs> they can't even do that because uh, one of the people that's in the movie has a prominent role in the movie. And he's in a bit of trouble these days. One yeah. army hammer. So I don't really know if we'll ever see that movie. Cause, <laughs> Which is uh, crazy to think that that could business.
0: happen. Yeah. yeah.
2: It- you can't replace him with uh, Christopher Plummer. Rest in peace. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing with that. Yeah.
1: It- frustrating i really wanted to see that <laughs> i'm so frustrated because that's my favorite book that she's written that's my favorite mm. one um i've read a, a few of them and that one's definitely my favorite one and i'm so like for me i was like death on the nile's coming death on the is coming and not. it's tough I'm, I, have hard, I have issues with it's with almost like you wish they, the they could
0: just go look we'll release it and we will Donate a huge chunk of the proceeds from this movie to like mm. some type of charity or That's
1: something, some kind like fund.
0: Yeah, just to allow people to yeah. still see it. Like, yeah, I don't know. I, think, I feel like there's a way to to do it and just not just bury it. Yeah. 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 I mean,
1: because I don't think they're going to reshoot it. It's unfortunate. Like it's, it's very, uh, very no. unfortunate. <laughs> it's all very, uh. it's very frustrating because I think. I don't want to condone or like give my money in that direction. And I don't think it really is. I think for me, it's really giving the money in a way to this story that I have always loved. And I would love to see it. I've seen it done on TV through PBS and the BBC, but I would love to see it done mm. as a full length feature film. And I'm, I I wanted to see it. Yeah. I, you know, I don't condone anything that he's doing or he did. I just kind of really wanted to see the Agatha Christie's <laughs> freaking life.
0: I don't care that he's in it or not. I
1: don't <laughs> really care about him. Like I just want the right. other I want the story. Anywho
0: Anyhow, get without going down a whole rabbit hole of, like, I
1: digress. My point is that I feel like Hollywood's harkening back to a certain uh storytelling right now. Right. And I think it, it works. They're updating it to modern times, but it's working. It's working out really well, in my opinion.
0: Bobby, it sounded like you were going to mention something when I...
2: Yeah, really briefly, really quickly before we get out of here. I just wanted to mention to everyone that is listening or watching that next week, and re- or remind everyone, that next week is CinemaCon. So mm-hmm. uh, since we did not have a uh, Comic-Con this year, expect to see, well, hopefully see... A lot of uh, footage and trailers from the studios that will be, be big at uh, CinemaCon in Vegas this year. Yeah, uh-huh. and then they all have different days for their presentations, so you should expect to see some stuff leaking out. Sony is first tomorrow, so there's rumors that we will be seeing the Far From Home trailer. Um there's rumors that we'll see maybe some Morbius stuff or hear about some Morbius stuff and, and some Venom stuff and maybe even some Uncharted stuff. So uh, the, the big one might be Sony this year. Uh, Marvel Studios is not attending, but pretty much everyone else is. I was so, gonna say, but with Marvel, uh, I think we already kind of all know
1: what we're getting into in the next yeah, year, or two. Yeah, so. for sure. That's not. For sure. Eh.
3: Are we really surprised yeah. that Marvel's not going to be there? Yeah. We're yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not really. going be surprised about that.
1: But it'll be interesting right. to see more information for some of the other films that are coming out for sure.
3: Definitely. definitely, and, Absolutely. And, and I'm, I'm really saying, hoping that we get a Spider-Man one.
1: That's what it sounds like.
2: Yeah, that's the rumor. That's the rumor. We might get that tomorrow. And, and even if they don't so, show it to us, which sometimes happens, same thing at Comic-Con. We'll yeah. see stuff that people don't get to see for a while. Yeah. We'll at least get to hear descriptions Describe or them. hear first uh right. First, you know thoughts and stuff like that so uh, one way or another I think we'll be getting some spider-man far from home stuff tomorrow yeah. nice
1: well I feel like I'm I'm gonna start getting disconnected here in the next week because we've we're starting to amp up David and I are starting to amp up for Dragon con so hmm. it's like hmm. yeah we're prepping for the nerd fest <laughs> so that's happening
0: <laughs> yep yeah
1: Costumes, dry cleaning.
0: So yeah, we'll we'll still be able to do a, a show next weekend. Just yeah, not the weekend after.
1: Yep, Labor Day weekend, no show. No. Which is
0: our
1: which is our thing. That's our okay. shtick. So that's not new. Right. <laughs> it's not new at no, all. No, it's
0: definitely not new. It's but, like it's like the one time flicker effect is closed. Labor Day weekend. Like for sure. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> Christmas totally here. Totally fine. Yeah. Labor <laughs> <laughs> Day. <Liberty, no. laughs>
0: I could say something like, oh, man, it's it's going to be a different convention. Maybe we'll try to pull off streaming something while we're there. But it's, that's not going to happen. Who are we kidding?
2: Let's be <laughs>
1: real.
0: i not even going yeah. to <laughs> Who are we kidding?
1: No. Who are we kidding? We're not going to. Anyway. I mean, we'll, we both put stuff on our social media feeds, I think, when we're there. Although, right. But like, I don't think yeah, no, you and I are definitely not going to be like, let's record a little 30-minute session in the hotel room. That's not happening. Yeah. <laughs>
0: no. <laughs> And I'm gonna be volunteering for the first time this year, so I don't even That's know true. what my schedule's gonna be like.
1: What's he will be that? a convention hmm. volunteer.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, all right. Well, is anybody going anything hang else? Sounds like we're good. Michelle, there was anything else that you had? Watched, there's just right?
1: there's stuff that I want to say. Like I want to see Free Guy. I want to see. Yeah. Uh, Coda I really want to watch Coda. Yeah, that's... I wanted
0: to watch Coda before this episode. Coda
1: I think needs to happen this week. I really want to see that one. Um I still want to see Stillwater. Like there's there's definitely films that I I want to see hmm. right now, for sure.
2: I started the first 5 minutes of, of a net, but I don't oh, did you? I, I didn't I was too tired to really start it <laughs> and really get into it, mm-hmm. so You're like this was a yeah. bad
1: decision. I shouldn't have.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So we'll see how that goes.
1: I'm curious about that one. I'm not saying I'm, like, eager, but I'm curious about that one. Oh, what's that show on Apple Plus that we want to watch?
0: Oh, uh, the one with uh, the guy, and he's in the thing. Yeah, Uh, Mr. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Something, Man, I...
1: Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Jesse, that's the shows. name
0: I was trying to think of.
1: He's in a show on Apple. Prime.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, that guy. He's in a show, and it looks good.
1: It does look good.
0: <laughs> I, I've heard, I've heard a good thing about it. What is wanna... it called? It's Mr. Something.
1: Because he's a school teacher.
0: Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. It does look. Good. Check it out. Yeah, that one on Apple.
1: That one on Apple. All right.
0: Anyway. Uh, with that, we are going to wrap things up. As always, we'd love to hear back from everyone listening and I guess watching maybe. Uh, if, you're wa- <laughs> if you're watching this, maybe I'm wrong about the audio, but I'm pretty sure I'm not. Um, but uh, even so, we will. there'll still be an audio version of this episode on YouTube. And you can find us on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash flicker effect. Make sure to like and subscribe. Hit the bell icon to be notified whenever we go live or post any other videos in the future. Uh, Leave your questions and comments down below. You can reach us on Instagram and Twitter and Twitch at Flickr underscore effect. Uh, These shows will most likely in the future be continuing to stream on Twitch as well, along with Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Flickr effect. Uh, With that, I'm David Lott. I'm Mr. Corman. No, just kidding. I'm Bobby Jackson.
2: (laughs)
3: There it is. Thanks. (laughs) There it is. And I'm Yasha Wilson.
1: <laughs> and I'm Michelle Hitler. Thanks
3: for listening and watching.